0: Chilo!
1: Be part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table.
0: He's John Branion and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years.
1: She's Amanda McKinney and she's been my daughter for her whole life.
0: Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith
1: and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Mm, look what's going on, Carl. We're back. Say something, Pete. Hi. The peaches is back. How, it's been forever. We were talking about how I'm not even sure I remember how to have a conversation with You've you. You've
0: been having conversations with people.
1: I have. We've been having. I'm and, the one who's out of practice. Thank you to our to our. But I don't want to call them guests. That that always makes it sound. That always makes it sound like the conversation to me was, yeah, it was this was just a guest. This wasn't a real conversation because guest it was a has guest. a
0: negative connotation. It does for, for me. You?
1: And I know I'm the only person in the world who in the world who thinks like that. but like I guess,
0: like it's like featuring. I guess
1: they are guests, aren't they? You
0: feature somebody in your comedy shows. Does that make you feel bad too?
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm dumb. I don't think through things. One of the things that we do on this podcast, what I do on this podcast, is I just say stuff, and then you and then analyze it. what I've said That's and tell me what's wrong didn't with it. Do.
0: Yeah, the guest didn't do nearly enough criticizing that.
1: <laughs> your criticism of the guests is they were not critical enough of me.
0: I thought they did a good job though. I liked I um, Jason Farley. I liked Al Hall. I liked Mm -hmm. Jeff, Jeff, Mm -hmm. uh uh-oh, I almost said not his last name, Hicks? Hicks. Yeah, Yeah. okay, good. Jeff Hicks. Mm -hmm. And um, Juwan was on. Uh,
1: Juwan, yeah, Juwan. And we've got another thing that we're going to do, Juwan and I. He's got a bunch of memes that he wants to put up, and we're going to, and I'm just going to respond to those. I think that is going to be a blast.
0: Yeah, that is fun. I like that, and I also am jealous that on the Daily Wire, they've got Brett Cooper doing... comments it's mm-hmm. like all about the internet comment section I was like man i've been doing oh, this for I so long i would love long. to do that
1: yeah she's younger than you too Is like she? by about 10 years i think
0: oh my gosh i want her job
1: uh-huh well you kind of have her job right here That's on the true. comedian for Next the old story.
0: ladies yeah. i've got her job for, for we old, old ladies. ladies for
1: way <laughs> super old people who are past the age of 30
0: yeah we're uh, senior citizens in the internet community. We have
1: so much to talk about, Carl. We That's going to be the problem is narrowing it down to a thing.
0: Well, I said that we should just go ahead and do a four-hour broadcast and take over. Just like, over.
1: like Chocolate knocks yeah. Yeah.
0: Move over uh Knox unplugged.
1: Yeah, we're going to do we're going to do 5 hours.
0: <laughs> if you think you've got a lot to say, you just wait.
1: You think we have See what Carl already knows this, but these sort of conversations happen a, a lot and we have we have occasionally we turn on the podcast recording and record the uh, conversations but most of them happen in the kitchen or in the dining room and we are not recording them we're just talking about the stuff that's going on
0: did uh, nathan hunter get a hold of you this week
1: you know nathan he tried to call me and i saw that i'd missed a call but and and i didn't respond to him that's my bad well he called
0: me And we talked for like an hour. And so that was what reminded me when you said, we sometimes record our conversations. Because at the end of that conversation, Nathan was like, oh, we always have such good conversations. And I said, well, you should come back on the podcast. And you know what he says. He's like, well, I'd have to... I'd have to have some time to prepare. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, Nate, yeah, then yeah.
1: why we don't prepare? This
0: is what I was trying to remind you <laughs> you don't need to prepare. We had a great conversation on the phone. We could have hit record. It See now, here's
1: I need to push back on that a little bit now since you push back on my guest's comment. Mm-hmm. It, preparation. What is preparation? Um, uh, you know, if you, if you're talking about sitting down and putting an outline together and thinking about your points and all that right. sort of, if if then we don't do that preparation. But basically preparation is thinking. is thinking, reading, interacting with people, all of that counts as preparation.
0: Right, but like you said, you're worried because we've had so much preparation over we've the We've got past so month. much prep
1: time that we've done in <laughs> we the last We have
0: too much to do and you were like this is going to be scattered and disjointed and oh, all over the yeah, place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Pre- preparation. Didn't
1: prepare. If you mean by if you if you mean by uh, organizing thoughts yes. and knowing what you're going to talk about, yeah, we don't do that prep, but yes. we have no shortage of material right. that we could cover. No,
0: that becomes a problem, a liability at a certain point because it does. you're not people can't follow you. They're like, "Why are you trying to talk about 6 weeks worth of thoughts all at once?" All well, at once. because we didn't prepare. Why are
1: you trying to say all the things, all the things that you've talked about? So, and recently, here's the issue that happens is it, there's there's probably a half a dozen things easily that we could talk about. And what usually ends up on the podcast is the current thing, the last thing right. that we have talked about. Right. And that's what becomes... Well,
0: sometimes we discover threads that connect all of the things we've talked about in a particular week. And so then mm-hmm. the podcast episode seems like it had some some like outlining done to it because just naturally, as a result of the fact that we've talked about four or five things, we start to discover how they're related as we're recording... And that, those are the best ones. Those are when people are like, wow, you guys are really great at, at like draw, at bringing at things bringing together. All, <laughs>
1: at connecting all the dots. And it's like, yeah, we didn't even realize that that's what was going to happen. But We're so good at it. We surprise ourselves. <laughs> it's like, wow, we just connected a bunch of dots. All just think stuff. if we'd have prepared for that. Yeah.
0: All the stuff that we had been thinking about. Really did. So what is what is together. the thing
1: that you that's on your mind? I'll tell you the thing that's on my mind
0: right now because of the most recent thing. Yeah,
1: I, it's going to be the basketball game thing, yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty pretty annoyed with so the. T- I was surprised
1: that you were up as annoyed about that as you were because you're kind of you kind of know what's up with those people.
0: I know that the people who are criticizing this teenager are crazy, but mm-hmm. because I now have a child going into middle school. Actually, in middle school, but going into a middle school uh, at a private it a little school, more personally now. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm considering enrolling my oldest baby in a classical school. And if this is the kind of insanity that comes out of the heathen when you have a child in a, in a private school, mm-hmm. if they now think they can watch the basketball games that are being live streamed on social media mm-hmm. and scrutinize the footage to try to find evidence that your minor child Is is groping players sexually
1: sexually assaulting the other players by making contact on the basketball court.
0: I it was definitely a mama bear. A mama bear moment, and you people who've been listening for a long time know that I don't necessarily think that giving into mama bear instincts are good and righteous. I'm not saying that you should follow me in my blind rage. What, what
1: you're saying is that that's what happened.
0: I'm mad. <laughs>
1: you're not saying you're not saying this is what you're supposed to do. No, but you're saying this is what is happening. I'm
0: not saying that Christ is pouring out of my spirit right you're not, now. You're not
1: advocating mauling people. No, you're just saying that you would like to maul some no, people. I'm just
0: saying I was. Hot yesterday, I mm-hmm. saw that and I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" They haven't been getting enough attention. Scrutinizing every single gasp tell, or tell sneeze. Carl, tell
1: Carl the synopsis of what's going on so that he yeah. has context. Okay,
0: so there's a there's a Facebook page called Examining Doug Wilson uh-huh. and Moscow, and Moscow Idaho. Idaho. They had to change it to and Moscow Idaho because they just didn't have enough stuff to right. complain there's about just, Doug Wilson.
1: <laughs> Doug Wilson is not awful enough by himself. To warrant an entire page of scrutiny,
0: right? It originally, just started with Doug himself. <laughs> and then they went, "Well, we better expand it a little
1: bit right. and include the whole town."
0: Right. So they they started attacking his children, <laughs> and then they started attacking his grandchildren, and now they're just now they're just going through the sports footage of kids who are not even who are landed. attending the
1: Logo School, which is Doug's
0: right Logos school. school. Yeah, and, and he found um, it and apparently like the assistant coach's son was the one in question mm-hmm. but they've got they've slowed down this video footage to show the kid pinching and slapping the rear ends of the opponents when right. when he's on defense and that's a long there's a long standing tradition of you know behavior like that on the basketball court
1: well it's i i noticed i didn't pay as much attention to it as you did and i've only seen like about a 10 second clip oh yeah and the, the clip that i saw that was like the one that they were commenting on it's like can you believe what's going on and i had to watch it i had to watch it 10 times i'm like i don't see what they're talking about right and i went down in the comments section they're like okay so he's he's being molested this this the boy <laughs> on logos is assaulting the other players look at him grabbing his butt and i kept looking and looking and looks like I, I just don't see it i didn't even know which one they were talking about right i i think i think maybe I understand what they're what they say they're saying, but yeah. I'm like you. And then the comment underneath that said, "You need to watch it in slow motion." And I'm like, "No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not how this works. You don't watch it in slow motion. You go, "See, look how long his hand lingered on that other <laughs> player's we rear end." Well, yeah, it was 45 <laughs> minutes cuz you're watching it at a 30th of the speed <laughs> that it's supposed to go
0: yeah no I did stats for our basketball team at our private school so I've watched a lot of high school basketball games
1: you've watched a lot of butts get slapped
0: well and I've heard like our girls it was a girls team that I did stats for our girls would complain about like one team in particular that were known for some dirty like you know jersey pulling or like they'd intentionally step on your toes or you know things like that and so they would or they'd elbow you while the ref right. wasn't looking, or something. Right. And so, yeah, one of the things it's called posting. When you're on defense, you're literally right behind the person mm-hmm. who's trying to get the ball. I mean, right. you're you're grinding. You're going to make contact. You're grinding in their back end right. region. That's what the game is for. Like that's <laughs> how the game to, works.
1: Well, there's also yeah. a psychological aspect of the game where right. you make contact with the person, and 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 it distracts them. Right. You know, you're you're actually touching another player and, and making contact with another player, particularly in basketball, any sport really, but in right. basketball it's allowed and there's a psychological
0: right. motivation but for the doing thing it. But the thing is, people are like, oh, just because it happens in professional sports doesn't mean it should be allowed. It's not technically <laughs> allowed for you to step on people's toes. Right, there are boundaries. Great, pinching and that's, them is actually a foul. Right,
1: that's when they you so, get called on foul. So
0: yeah, you could make the case that the refs are missing this unlawful you know move Mm -hmm. that's being done by this by this kid in basketball right you cannot make the case that what he's doing out on the court is for sexual gratification you can't do that right it's just not true no and it makes you look crazy
1: it does and And it makes me want to shout at you the other (laughs) the other aspect of it is what somebody said uh, that's what he said. If this had been a co-ed sport with girls out on there, and he'd have been doing that, it would have been. And it's like, do you understand the point that right. you're that do you're making? Do you understand
0: this that, is why do, it's not co-ed? Do you, do
1: you understand that we've been saying boys and girls shouldn't play together for, for this just this reason? reason? Right. Do, you, do you catch on? Are you catching on to what you're saying? Right.
0: Luke was the one who was in like, Do frenzy? they realize that when we were in high school, we saw, we all saw an episode of Jackass and started literally <laughs> cupping each other's groins? in the oh, uh, it was <laughs> happening
1: long before. Poor jackass. I don't. I hate to break it to you, but but your generation did not uh, did not invent boys smacking each other right. in the gonads. Well, and their,
0: their point was there's a big difference between a friendly, good game and what this is. And it's like, right? The difference is that he's trying to win. He's competing against that he's guy, competing. whereas a friend and another friend are trying to make each other laugh. Right. But it's still not sexual, no. and only a really creepy feminist adult who has hatred for Doug Wilson that's driven her even further insane would write about that as if it was criminally prosecutable offense right it's well not.
1: To, and what it does is it, it's not you're not examining Doug Wilson anymore now you're examining this child, child. yeah on the basketball court yeah. that's what that's what you're doing and so the the tendency for for us when we when we judge each other, now here's where we talk about judging all the time on this podcast and right. how it's it's misunderstood. But this is a case of uh, unrighteous judgment. Correct. This is where somebody is like, "Well, because I because Doug Wilson is so awful, anything that you say about anybody even affiliated with Doug Wilson now, you feel justified, and it's just wrong. It's right. wicked. You you are you are accusing innocent people of heinous crimes, and it's despicable."
0: Right. So. So if you want to make a comparison, one of the things I thought yesterday, if you want to really go, hey, what would you think if this same situation were playing out over here in this other area? Don't talk about whether girls should be playing boys' basketball or not, because we already agree they shouldn't. The the question is, what would you do if we were scrutinizing video of a minor waving a toy gun around and saying, oh yeah, he totally deserved, you know, whatever, whatever reaction the police took against him because how were they supposed to know he looked like he was doing this or that or the other thing so it's totally fine for you to treat this child with with this kind of force you know it's totally fine you would not you would not be okay with it the only reason that this is okay is because this is a white boy who goes to a preparatory or a, like a private
1: to a private christian, christian school. school now
0: it's okay for you to make false accusations about rape or sexual assault Whereas it's not okay for anyone to make a false assumption or accusation against another boy who might be out in his lawn, on his lawn, you know, or at the park waving a gun around right. in the air. No matter how that might look, you should know better than to attack a child. But even though you know this is a child, it's okay for you to attack him because of how it looks to right. you.
1: Well, I think it's because they're blinded they're blinded by hatred. Yeah. They they just hate Doug so much that they and it's not Doug. You know, Doug has said this before too. They they don't they don't hate him. They just hate God. I mean, yeah. they hate the they hate the and that's not saying that Doug is God. No. But, but Jesus said that. Well, Jesus they do said identify you, as Christians for,
0: though, so you do. We also have to throw that out there that they will they well, are yeah. now telling themselves that they're doing all of this hatefulness uh, with God's permission and actual encouragement. Right.
1: Well, that's part of the same. <laughs> that's part of the same blindness. Hatred hatred does that to you. Sin makes you stupid. So it makes you crazy. And you start to see everything is upside down. You start to call righteousness evil, and you start to call evil righteousness, and you just have no discernment. You have no wisdom. And so you, you are satisfying the flesh, you know, because it feels good. It feels good to get on your high horse and and talk about those evil Logos boys, you know, grabbing each, grabbing because the other player's butt. It feels good. It right. It feels over good there, to be the saint.
0: If you look out that window, you can see the ball diamond in the high school across the street from my house. Yeah. And there's a sign on that gate that I pass every morning during my walk, sign right on the gate, right next to the stands that says, Please remember, these are children. You are parents. The coaches are volunteers. The, you know the refs are That's volunteers yeah. and it's like this is a game you know please, all of these things that you should keep in mind because we know that parents tend to get emotional during a sports game yeah. and yet now we ha- we're con- we're carrying that high you know emotional charge days later this is a game that happened 4 or 5 days ago and you are encouraging parents the opposite of what that sign is encouraging them to do, which is to stop and take a breath and think about, the, you right. know, get some perspective get on it.
1: Perspective. We're
0: actually continuing to throw fuel on that fire and side with the insane, angry parents. And nobody wants to be the parent that gets thrown out of sports games. But if there is a parent who deserves to be thrown out of a sports game, it's the one. It's the one accusing accusing the children a fifteen year old or whatever assault. of yeah of yeah. assault. You're off your rocker. And you need to go.
1: Yeah, you're crazy. You need to. You need to step away. You need to get the the whole pretense of setting up a quote ministry to protect people from the diabolical teachings of whomever. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it it's just like I, I've never understood. I've never understood that. I've never understood a ministry dedicated to the destruction of another ministry. It just seems like a waste of time. Did I talk to you about exposing Cecil Todd Ministries?
0: (laughs) I feel like that's ringing a bell. Was it a long time ago? Yeah,
1: a long time ago. (laughs) We were at the missionary convention, and they had all these booths set up. And Al and I are walking along, and one of the booths, as we passed it, big banner exposing Cecil Todd Ministries. Uh-huh. That was their ministry, yeah. and even back then. And this isn't to say that there aren't some ministries that need to be exposed. That's not the point. Right. The point is dedicating yourself to the nonstop, uh, you know, destruction of another ministry is just—it's it, right. a waste of time. Why not just? Why not just do the ministry of the gospel, you know, and, right. and let the false teachers. Well,
0: no. I would say it's more, I would, I would go a step further, not just a waste of time. I think it's dangerous for you spiritually. I oh, think yeah. it does yeah. really, really bad things to your head because you're essentially meditating. You, I mean, you're essentially you're praying meditating. to Cecil Todd at that point because right. you spend every waking minute thinking about him and talking about him and spreading information about him. And it's like, right. what does that do to your psyche? Like, That cannot be healthy. If you spend all of that time trying to dismantle Doug Wilson, even if he is satanic, what what good is that doing to you and your emotional sanity, your emotional stability?
1: Right. What's the to What's spend the goal? So it's the time goal.
0: Focusing on Satan,
1: you it's, know. It's the goal. Let's say you accomplish your mission. Let's say you let's say you expose Doug Wilson and the entire ministry and Moscow, Idaho, <laughs> <laughs> and it ceases to exist. The entire town disbands as a result of your you destroy Moscow, Idaho. Okay, mm-hmm. now what? Yeah. Now what are you gonna do? Now what service are you going to render to your Lord? Um, it it's just it's it's a yeah it, at best it's a waste of time and at worst it is a at worst you're doing spiritual soul damage crushing
0: yeah you're yeah, actually like activity. gouging out parts of your soul in the Harry Potter franchise the way that Lord Voldemort makes himself invincible he like leaves his legacy. Forever is by killing people because every time he kills somebody, a piece of his soul is then preserved in right. this special charm that he, that,
1: the Horcruxes.
0: Yeah, the Horcruxes, and so basically that same concept I think is happening with people on social media. They're trying to make their mark on the world. They're trying to live forever. They want to feel like they're doing something important. And it's like, but yep. what are you invested in? You're trying to kill another person.
1: This might be a segue. Are yeah. is this? Is what is exposing Doug Wilson's ministry much different from uh, witchcraft? No, from oh, exposing. Right. Well, see, that's another thing we can talk we about. We can talk no. about witchcraft from exposing John Brannan's uh, heresy, which is which is what has been going on, which which the pagans have been doing this last uh, week when I dared to suggest that. Religion
0: is being taught in public school. Well,
1: religion is being taught in public school, but the one that tripped everybody up was uh, don't trust people who think that children should be given access to to every book ever written. Right.
0: I think it's all related, though. Like I think you were basically saying the same thing in different ways. You were mm-hmm. really poking at education. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the fact that there's a religion in the public schools. It's not a godly one. It's a godless one, mm-hmm. and that they tend to... Claim they're neutral while they're also indoctrinating. They're actively teaching.
1: Well, they claim that they're not teaching religion. That's right. what the, that's what the people who are doing were showing up on the and they're saying, the the book banning thing is interesting for me. It's an interesting dynamic because it's the same people who are saying, um, oh, they they want to ban books. They want to they they want to they want to ban books. They want to they want to ban history and math, and they're not going to let kids read books. And we're saying. Uh, and so we. the response to that is, so you're saying that children should have access to every single book. There should be porn in the libraries. LOL, you fascist, you know, you're trying to, there, there's no porn in the libraries.
0: There's no porn well, in libraries. Well, they're, they're noticing something. They're noticing a pattern here that even the Christian conservative, like moms who are going and demanding these books be removed, haven't noticed yet, which is, most of those books, like I'd say, 99 out of 100 of them, are LGBTQ authors. Yeah, they're actually, and so they're getting away with it because they're claiming that it's minority stuff. Like right. you're trying to censor minorities specifically.
1: Right, you're silencing these minority voices, the
0: marginalized LGBTQ. And it's the same
1: thing that they're saying when when you object to drag queen story hour. Right, it's like you're you're trying you're stomping on these poor, uh, oppressed. Uh, Drag. I don't even. Know, I don't know how to. Well, I can't even articulate it. It's such a dumb argument. I don't well, even know how to put what it.
0: What they're accidentally doing is saying like pornography and sexual indoctrination is a very important part of the LGBTQ community. Yes. And so if you tr- if you object to the pornification of Books at school.
1: Well, see, that's when
0: you're, you're oppressing the LGBTQ people.
1: That's what happened today is it's been a week since I posted the thing about books. It's like, mm-hmm. don't trust people who think that children should have access to every book. Right. Just don't trust those people because there's an, there's an agenda there. Why, yeah. why is it important to you that my kid be able to read everything, everything? Why is it important to you?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then they'll turn right around and go, oh, well, we're saying that the parents should be able to make that decision. And it's like, okay.
0: But you're then, shaming the parents and calling but you're them shaming fascists. shaming the parents
1: and calling them fascists because right. they're banning books. Right. And so it's, you're coming out of both sides of your mouth. Right. And so just today, two people, two different people, basically said, well, all you got to do is turn your phone on and you can get porn. Yep. That's where you get yours. And I'm like, okay, what are you saying here now? So you're saying that porn now, if I'm accessing porn on my phone, that makes me what? A creep, a lech? I shouldn't do that? Right. So, So, again you're sending out two different signals here children should have access to all of this stuff but shame on you john for sneaking around on your phone and looking at porn right it's like what are you what exactly is your point mr pagan
0: well and and no the point they're making is it's going to happen anyway the kids are going to be able to find what you know what these depraved people have made available online right assuming you give your kid a phone and let them be Right. So, well, <laughs> so you might as well
1: put Hustler on the shelves right. at the school library. You might
0: as well make it available at the library because this is the good kind of porn. This is the kind that makes LGBTQ people feel like they're being understood and right. like their history and their stories. This
1: this is porn with an agenda. Right.
0: This is porn with a good motive, right. you know, to help help the gay kids, the gay children feel understood and included. And seen. Um. And so it's just it's all very twisted and wicked but they really have been exp- they really have been indoctrinated so thoroughly that they don't understand how a normal upbringing is supposed to be like That's they really true. think we want to see literature that describes in graphic detail these like orgies that are being attended by middle and high school students mm-hmm. because we think that's what we experienced when we grew up so we think that that's what other kids are also going to experience and, and they it need helps, to see it right it helps them to read these books about it because it aff- affirms them in what is already happening right
1: it and affirms. it's like
0: people that does not that doesn't happen in a healthy environment you don't even know how bad your parents were to let you go out drinking getting high self-harming developing your eating disorders and and having sex under their roof with whoever of whatever gender that's you the same wanted. thing that your
1: parents said yeah. well it's going to happen anyway i would i want them to do it in the house where i can right. keep an eye on it
0: right it's yeah. tragic it's tragic that, to have so little self awareness to not realize that while you're asking that we normalize your experience we're literally you're asking people to normalize trauma and child abuse because you were abused as a child you everyone wants an apple yes you may have an apple do you like a giant her, apple.
1: That apple's the size of her head.
0: We'll have to cut it up later to finish it off because she won't. She will only just kind of bite around it. Do you like Emery's uh, emerald dress? I do. Isn't that pretty?
1: I like it. It's it sets off her blonde hair. Hey, she what's got up, Luke? That
0: yesterday, there's the podcast ninja.
1: Podcast ninja's in the te- in the uh, room. Luke and I are going to do a show together in a few weeks.
0: Yeah, March 3rd mm. in Elwood, they're going to be on stage. <laughs> um,
1: That's going to be fun. <laughs>
0: So anyway, what are you? Yeah, go eat it in the kitchen, though, Emery. You're you're an apple now. She said. Oh, okay. She put Just the put apple the sticker you. on put you. The sticker on me. And now you're an apple, much like uh, Caitlyn Jenner is now a woman. <laughs> That's all it takes. Ta-da.
1: You put the QR, you put the uh, UC, whatever it is UCP code on me, and now I an turned into an apple. He
0: says you're an apple. Yeah, must be true.
1: Well, I I I think that the the pagans, such as they are, they would never. They would never claim that they are working at a ministry, but they totally are. And yeah. their, their ministry is dedicated to exposing John Branion's uh, well, ministry.
0: And not just Not, not just, just yours. me personally. Don't be so but they're, they're
1: egotistical. Ex- <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm standing in for Cecil Todd. Right. They're, they're exposing all of Christianity. They're exposing Christianity. Right. That's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're pulling out the the twisted evil darkness that is Christianity And And white nationalism and and white nationalism (laughs) and homophobia. Yes, and uh, and and the hypocrisy, all of it. They're they're bring they're exposing all of it. They're shining the bright light of uh, godlessness on Christianity and exposing it for yep for what it is.
0: Well, I yeah. What do you know? I think we found a way to connect those. Those first two seemingly random <laughs> subjects. That's what I said.
1: I felt like a segue.
0: And I think I think that we can weave witchcraft in here too because this started w- when I was reading about <laughs> New Age doctrine. I was reading about people who had come out of the New Age and became Christians. So Elisa Childers did a couple of different interviews. She did one. Oh, I probably should have. If I would prepared, I would have found the name of this lady. Uh-huh. Oh, it's Jack.
1: J-A-C. See, you did prepare.
0: But I can't remember what her last name was. I just remember her name was kind of interesting and memorable because it was Jack, J-A-C. Um, and then she did another interview. Elisa Childers did another interview with um, a guy who actually used to have his own Facebook group about how to get in touch with the universe and you know how to be spiritual and all of these things. Um, and they were just so Boy, there's interesting. There's so many
1: of those groups on Facebook.
0: They were interesting mm-hmm. because they were describing... They were describing exactly why New Age spiritualism is
1: <laughs> brought me a cup of coffee and he brought you coffee some pita <laughs> and
0: thin thin mint have pita we talked
1: chips. have we talked about Luke's uh,
0: I'm sure we have his giving. hospitality yes hospitality yeah, he, he, he was, always feels very awkward if he's not giving he, people he food. had
1: to bring me some food Drink. and some coffee because. Because I didn't have any. But okay. quite
0: frankly, I would take that as an insult because those thin mint pita chips have I'm got to more be interested in your terrible.
1: Are these terrible? They're terrible. You yeah, want me I, to take them home with me?
0: No, take a bite. You could take a bite of them. Okay, go ahead.
1: Tell me about the Elisa Childers thing while I d- open these while up. While you open the box. Bu- and prepare the box. to be.
0: Oh, okay. It's Jack Marino is the girl that Elisa Childers. Oh, this coffee's good. Uh, interviewed. And then, oh, who was the other guy? What's his name, I can't remember his name at all. So I'm gonna. I don't
1: know. Mess we always up. talk about how names don't matter on this.
0: Oh, but it does matter when they have good content. You should listen. I'm saying you wanna it. Give
1: them, we want to give them credit for good content.
0: Yeah, I'm saying you should go listen to these interviews because they were really well done and they know their stuff and they helped explain why new age, new age teaching is so. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? it? It's thin mint pita chips. It's
1: Girl Scout thin mints. But they're pita chips.
0: Yeah. Chocolate and mint on pita. It's weird. Yeah.
1: Is there any chocolate even on them?
0: I think they're just flavored. But I don't know how you would flavor them without chocolate.
1: I don't know if you can hear the crunching. I'm as close to the microphone as I can get. Yeah. I don't know. I've had worse. I've had worse. I mean,
0: yeah, they're not like poison. No. But.
1: No, I I don't hate them.
0: Um, let me see if I can find it. If I Google Elisa Childers, like
1: the, the bag is the sharing size. It says right on there, so you're not you're supposed to actually give those pita chips to other people. It's
0: possible he found them in the clearance aisle. He likes to shop there. They were very expensive. Oh, he said they were very expensive.
1: Sometimes you can find, sometimes you can find amazing things in the clearance aisle.
0: Oh, here. Okay. Like all right. Secret
1: things that nobody knows how great they are.
0: Stephen Bancars with a Z at the end. Okay. Bancars. Stephen Bancars, and he used to have his a Facebook group that was all about spirituality, and it it combines New Age teaching, basically combines like quantum theory, like mm-hmm. scientific or pseudoscientific brain study right. stuff like that, with Christian verses a few bible texts right. that are carefully chosen and right. twisted here's
1: where the bible talks about quantum physics right right
0: right and he talked about in this interview i listened to he talked about the universal christ which i think was written by richard Rohr.
1: i wouldn't be surprised
0: i'm, I'm pretty sure that it was Rohr. and he talks about how i'm not
1: up on my heretics except for like the little snippets that i read from them Right. I, haven't, I haven't actually read their complete works. I've just read the snippets that the yeah. pagans think are important enough to quote.
0: Well, he brings in Bible text, Bible verses, and then also stuff about light. Like, light is neither a particle nor a wave. You know, behaves as both in different both. circumstances. And so when Jesus says that he's the light, this is what he means, you know. Right. And it's like really, really, really addictive for people who think that science is on par with religion. Right. Now, Why do we think that science is on par with Christianity? Why do we think they were both equally authoritative?
1: Because God created science.
0: Yeah, but but because of our upbringing, because of our education, most of us coming out of government schools, we weren't allowed to talk about God. But we were allowed to talk about science with a capital S over and over and over and right. over again. So
1: that so science now sort of scratches the religious itch that is in all of us right. when we we want to talk about God, but we've been shamed or uh, or been told been discouraged, been told it's inappropriate, been told now that we're not supposed to shove our religious views or our or any views on another right. person. Everybody is supposed to make up their own mind, and so. But we really want to talk about. We want to talk about God because we've got this thing inside of us that he put there that tells us he is true and he is the source of of all goodness. And so we want to talk about him, but we can't, so science.
0: Yep. And so that was actually what we were going to talk about a couple of weeks ago when we are like, hey, we're going to kickstart these podcasts again. We should talk about the fact that the New Age beliefs have crept into church
1: everything and
0: uh jackie hill perry called out the enneagram just a few weeks ago yeah we
1: can't talk about that right now no we can't but i'm
0: saying like that was involved in our conversations as of late
1: we have an addendum to our enneagram conversations carl that's coming up (laughs) we have to prepare for it
0: (laughs) we actually first talked about the enneagram on the comedy sojourn yeah it's been a long time and
1: then we did a couple of we did a couple of podcasts because it was uh
0: an ongoing saga it was an
1: ongoing saga and we had some personal friends some close friends who were in disagreement with us regarding our position and so we had a couple of thoughtful conversations about that anyway
0: yeah but I wanted to share with Carl what I learned from Jack Marino I did not know that the word hoodwinked comes from witchcraft
1: yeah I didn't know that either
0: I didn't realize that 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 was part of their like ritual Whenever they induct a new witch or warlock into their midst, mm-hmm. they literally wear hoods and they literally are like casting spells or trying to, you know, call up dead right. spirits and things like that. I mean, they're—I don't know all the stuff that they it's get into. It's interesting that
1: but. they distinct make a distinction between witch and warlock too. That seems pretty
0: <laughs> binary.
1: That seems pretty unwoke in this.
0: Well, but that's the weird thing is that they actually do try to make accommodations for everything and everybody like they try to say yes to everything and do as thou wilt in this like hilariously contradictory way they say and agree they say yes and agree with everything Mm -hmm. and it's not possible to do that and they still do that
1: that's (laughs) that's true that's actually a good point that witchcraft is uh witchcraft is wokeism um it's it's the and, and and people don't even know that that's what's happening. I mean, the, right. the people who are practicing witchcraft and and Satanism, you know, they mock if you if you call the scientific people Satanists, they'll laugh and laugh and roll their eyes. But that's right. that is quite literally right what's now, happening because the, the Satanists. Remember the Satanists a few years ago put up a uh, uh, statue and they and they wanted to have an after school Satan club. You remember they had mm-hmm. all after school Satan club. Mm-hmm. And if you went and looked at the literature on the afterschool Satan Club, it was basically like Sunday school material, but they just took Jesus out and put Satan in there. It was right. a, it was the same curriculum. Well, they were kindness, goodness, um, you know, be be good to other people, study, be smart, right, learn right, things. Right. right, right. But and the it's point like, they were trying this to is make Sunday school material.
0: Right. But the point that they were trying to make was that the actual morality is good and that it doesn't matter. It was basically like flying spaghetti monster just with a calling it Satan instead. Right. they're saying it doesn't right. matter what you call your quote deity because none of the deities exist they don't even believe in Satan which they will quickly they'll be right. quick to tell you they're just using it as a as a placeholder for uh goodness right or but, they, but truth. they do
1: I think genuinely do believe that we should be kind yes. to each other yes and so they that do. was that's my point my point is that they're they're it's the Satanists are are uh it, it, they're, they're trying to scratch that itch. Right. They're, they're trying to uh, acknowledge and talk about the thing that God put inside of them, right? which is him, right? but they, but they're too proud to do it.
0: Well, the thing that both Jack and Steven said in two separate interviews was that the new age philosophy for them was all about control. And Jack Marino oh. said it multiple times and she didn't say it, it was I was really caught off guard by how like how sort of nonchalantly she would drop it into the conversation. She's like, "Well, I really just loved the idea of being in control." And she didn't say it like because I was this um dictator who was planning to like build gas chambers and take over the world. Like that's not it. She right. never did intend to be an evil dictator. Right. But she, just, she just loved the idea that she could have a say in her future. That's what she said. I like I loved the idea that I could take charge of my reality. That right. there were there were these spirits out there who were, you know, benevolent toward me for whatever reason. That they had something they could offer me and they wanted to because I was special for being able to notice them, for being able to know about them. There's sort of some Gnosticism here where they've got special revelation from, you know, one source or another. From some source. And so she was like, I just really, really identified with, you know, having this Christianity advanced. Like she believed that she was a Christian the whole time. And she said, well, they're using Bible verses, but I just happen to know even more than what the average person who goes to church does. About this spirit realm, and I'm tapping into this knowledge and wisdom that most people don't tap into because now I'm taking charge of this power that God wants me to have.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's what she described in New Age. So if you're thinking,
1: yeah, and that's, if you're picturing the get, Satan, now we're club, getting back to hoodwinked. Yes, right. So if
0: you're picturing the Satan club and you're thinking, oh, they're probably you know painting with blood on the walls. They're no. not. They're not. It actually does look like a Sunday school, and right. that should tell us more about our own Sunday schools and what's wrong with them than it does about the Satan Club. Although there's plenty wrong with them, I'm, I'm saying the right. reason it's been able to infiltrate our churches is because of how shallow the churches are, right? And because of how cunning the enemy Satanist, is, right? Yeah. And
1: that that is it, that is exactly the takeaway is, is that. Start looking at the parallels between paganism and Christianity and that's the problem. Right. And you're you're exactly right. If you've got if you've got in your head that these Satanists are out on on a dark moonlit night, you know, sacrificing animals and, yeah. and saying prayers, that's not what it is. Right. It's it's happening literally right under your nose. It's happening in school now. It's right. happening it's happening at at uh, social clubs, it's happening at places that don't specifically identify as being uh, Bible-based right. religious over the, it, that's that's where the Satanism, the witchcraft, the uh, the paganism is happening, and no, they're not they're not bowing down in front of statues. Right, that's that's not the way the idolatry works.
0: No, actually, what Jack what Jack described in her testimony. Not to, like, take the wind out of her sails if you're going to go and listen to it. No no spoilers necessarily intended. But This she, is totally
1: a spoiler. It
0: is a spoiler. She was driving to her hoodwink ceremony. Mm-hmm. That's what she called it. Driving to be hoodwinked and was listening to an old Disney song that she was familiar with from her youth that was just all about how the power is in you and you can take charge of your destiny and like all of this positive, encouraging, you Disney know. has always
1: been like that. Disney, Jiminy Cricket sang, when you wish upon a star, your right. dreams come true. That's right. taking control of your destiny.
0: Right, the same idea that you, through your own power or through your own knowledge, she loved research, she said, and, and Stephen Bankar said the same thing, loved the idea of researching. If you just go out using your own smart brains, and you know the internet you just wander out there and open your mind to all of this stuff the universe that knowledge
1: speak to you yeah and yeah. you
0: can have this information that the simpletons in your church don't have and, it, and it's going to make you better
1: right and well and yeah. that that's the that's the obvious one when they say those simpletons in church don't understand it it's the ones who say this is what they're saying in church and now you understand it better, and you have, and you, and this is how this is when the gospel really does come alive for you, and you start right. to realize even more power than you, and then that's when it's that's when you really have to go. Oh, I'm wandering into yep, uh, into pagan territory. Pagan here.
0: territory. That's Richard Rohr trying to make Christ accessible to everyone by saying basically you and the Buddhists and the Hindus are all mm-hmm. worshiping the same deity anyway mm-hmm. um and and when you know Jen Hatmaker starts deconstructing what the Bible says because really what God meant by all of that is not that you should hate people who are homosexual but that you should welcome them into your midst and right. let them be pastors you know right. All of that stuff is Christianity.
1: Christianity is all about bringing in every pagan ideology that exists, <laughs>
0: like a patchwork quilt,
1: and and showing them love, yeah. just just loving everybody because God doesn't care about theology. Right, God doesn't care what you believe.
0: So we have like three minutes,
1: and we have to talk about two things. Okay, uh, one of them is vacay with comics.
0: Oh, okay, bless you. I don't know if that sneeze came through. I don't know if it
1: came through, but I could hear it even with my headphones on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was the podcast ninja. We
1: might need to go check
0: on (laughs) Temporarily becoming visible or temporarily materializing (laughs) and sneezing and then disappearing
1: He may have dislodged his face. (laughs) Uh, uh, Carl, if you are not coming with us this July to uh, hang out at the lake for a few days, you should really, really think about it because we... um, we need it. We're this is this is yeah. We're going to tell jokes and there's going to be a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. But this is a uh, this is a family uh, reunion mm-hmm. basically. Uh, this is a place where you go and we hang out. We play board games, and we would like for you and your family uh, to join us. And if you don't, if your family can't join us, then you should still come and join us anyway. We would like we would like for everybody um, to come and and hang out with us. Meet our families face-to-face. We'll sing some songs. We'll tell some jokes. We'll play some games. We'll have a... Did you build that out of Legos? That's fantastic. Alan just finished his Lego truck. Oh, that's great. That's great. He's trying to give you a
0: high five, I'm
1: trying to give you a high five, dude. That's that's amazing because just a few minutes ago, we started this podcast. This was just a a bunch of parts laying around. It's I'll tell job. you
0: what, like the little instructions that come with Legos these days where they just give you every single step, step by step. He nailed it. Yep.
1: It even works. It's got a, some sort of a engine in it to where you pull it backwards and it goes and it's goes forward, driving yeah. around. So uh, Vacate with Comics. Go to JohnBrady.com and at least look at it. At least look at, at what it is and then uh, talk about it. We'd, we would love to have you. Um, so that's thing number one. The other thing is, since you are constantly talking about how great other people's productions are, uh-huh. uh, I want to give a shout out to Nate Bargatze. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. Mm-mm. Okay, uh, Nate Bargatze, Carl. It's B-A-R-G-A-T-Z-E. Nate Bargatze. Look him up if you have not discovered him yet. I I do not uh, promote a lot of comics for various reasons so not not necessarily because I don't like them I just don't promote them but uh mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Nate Bargatze and his most recent special came out and I had a little bit of fear mm-hmm. a little bit of a little bit of anxiety about it's it
0: It's on Netflix isn't it Well or it's on, on it's Prime. on Amazon Prime Yeah
1: and I'll tell you why I was nervous because uh, I've been a big fan of Nate Burgetti for a number of years. I was a fan of Nate Burgetti before other people knew who he was, kind of like Tim Hawkins. before he hit, I was like right there going this guy's fantastic. Well, Nate has become kind of a big deal mm-hmm. in the last few years. He's gotten he's got a number of specials um, and he's got he's doing, Giant theaters now. He doesn't go to the comedy clubs anymore. He goes. He's on tour, and thousands and thousands of people are showing up. Multiple tonight show appearances. Conan.
0: He's got a podcast too, doesn't he? He's
1: got a Nate Land podcast. Um, Yeah, he's he's just he's just going to town. And so I was nervous that it was going to change him. I was nervous that he was going to go onto this Amazon Prime special and do what you have to do in order to appease the people who are basically pushing you forward. Uh, But to my relief and great joy, Nate is every bit uh, as awesome as he's always been. And this was the thing that was important for me. It's, it's very pro family. We have talked before about a particular comedian who we've known who, when, now that she,
0: special was on Netflix. When she did <laughs> her
1: special on Netflix, she basically trashed her parents. Uh, Nate talks about his parents, mm-hmm. and he even and this is a bit of a spoiler, but he even says, My parents I was raised by Christians. Most of my parents are Christians. And uh, they were Christians in the eighties, which is like the most Christian kind of Christians. <laughs> they were they were the most Christian the they were the most Christian Christians that ever were. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: they managed to stay Christian <laughs> through the purity movement and the seeker sensitive movement, uh, right. And the trans movement.
1: <laughs> and so, what it what it is, Carl? If you're, you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know that that humor humor is a sign of affection when when it's done, you know, when it's done properly. Right. Oops. And Nate basically takes his whole family uh, and mocks them. We'll just use that word. He mocks them, but he does it in such a way that you like them more. He doesn't he doesn't diminish them, but his mockery actually builds them up. And that is that is expert level craftsmanship. When you talk about your brother and your sister and your mom and your dad and everybody is laughing at them for the stuff that they've done and said. But at the same time, everybody goes, man, I'd like to hang out with those people.
0: Right. No, I'm assuming that all of those bits had been done at the dining room table.
1: Uh, uh, that's, that's always my been my contention with Nate. Now, I've never, I, I haven't spent enough time around him to know how he writes, but I am 99% sure that everything he talks about on stage. He stole was a conversation yeah. in real <laughs> life
0: from his funny family
1: he talks about yeah. he talks about his parents original house having a sliding glass door mm-hmm. His parent his parents told him about that our first had a sliding glass door and he was like and i guess all of the brothers and sisters were like could not figure out why this why would you have that on their front door it was the front door and yeah. he goes are you sure that you weren't just
0: using the back
1: door <laughs> are you sure you weren't just going in backwards But, Uh so so he's making fun of their house. He's making fun. He makes fun of his dad being a magician and a a clown in his first set, Mm -hmm. you know, his first special. But all of it is done in such a way to where you like the people that he's making fun of. Right. And that's, that's it. So go watch it. It's called, it's Napergetsy, Hello World. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, Go watch it. It, It's glorious. Take your... Bring your kids, your grandkids. It's uh, and then, really great.
0: And then try to find a way to get a hold of Nate and tell him that we will interview him on the Comedian Next Door podcast if he wants to
1: come. Oh, he's way too big for us. And help us make fun of <laughs> he's way too our big family. For us. <laughs> because,
0: because oh, we also should probably mention that Luke's sister is expecting her fourth baby.
1: Oh, Megan. Aunt Megan is <laughs> pregnant. Aunt Megan's
0: pregnant again. So that's news again this last few weeks. And my husband, the podcast ninja could not contain himself with no. spreading said he, news. He
1: told, I'm surprised you haven't heard, Carl, yeah. because Luke has been telling everybody. That's why so I brought did, it You up. had your finger up in the air like you were going to add something too. Did you have another announcement before we ran out of time? We've ran which, out of which time. Which we did for minutes We already minutes ago.
0: ran out of time. I don't know why. I was No, I think I was just going to say that that um, speaking of making fun of my family, I've been making fun of my husband for being baby crazy. Actually, all <laughs> those sisters were all laughing about it the next day. Like, That's a heck of a thing to throw in as the me, theme song plays. Me and Tavi and Marlon Megan were all laughing. Megan was like, I had no idea Luke would be so excited. It's her brother. Yeah. And, and I told Luke, hey, are your ears burning? Or I asked, are your ears burning? Because we've been talking about how baby crazy you are. And he said loving children is nothing to be ashamed of or something like
1: that Lo- liking babies is not crazy liking
0: yeah. ba- that's it loving babies is not crazy so. <laughs> thanks for visiting the comedian's house if you want to spend more time with our family you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions we'll see you next time you're not- that-